Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. When you're drinking a frozen beverage from McDonald's, your brain may not like how refreshingly cold it is, but the rest of your body, oh yes, it's going to relish every moment of it because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get all the chill you need for just $1.69 from any size frozen drink like a frozen Fanta Blue Raspberry to a new ice cold lemonade. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Dans le fond. Oh, 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 oh. It would be a wolf, but I. On go full. People might get ready to hit the walls. Flash in the shot. Good evening, Wolves fans. It's little Dan here hosting your latest Wolves fancast episode. We'll be talking about last night's 2-0 win over Gillingham in the Carabao Cup. Uh, previewing Saturday's Premier League return away to Everton, Saturday at 3pm. On tonight's episode, I've got with me Tom and Jeffo and former Wolves and Everton striker Michael Branch. Uh, I'll come to you, Michael, first. Uh, how are things in life? How are you going? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. All good. All set for Christmas now. All the wrapping's See, done. All right. Got the tree up in behind you. Just had your yeah. Christmas party. The and now you're on a, 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 a Wolves YouTube channel talking about football. What what more could you want in life? Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Tom, Jeffo. Uh, obviously, 2 0 win away at, at home to Gillingham last night in the Carabao Cup. Not the greatest performance. Definitely wasn't iconic that many people remember in the future but we did what we had to do uh jeff what was your thoughts on the performance yeah i thought it was like as you say it was wasn't much to to watch and 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 we weren't great but we got it done uh and i say one one of me or Stu had to come on to like uh feel the wrath of our audacious claims from the preview show and my mine of diego costa has to retire if he doesn't score against Gilligan. <laughs> i've come on here now to to uh say diego come on now you could turn the hang up your boots lad if you can't do it against Jules, then you ain't doing it anywhere. But no. it, it was a it was a frustrating uh, night for Diego Costa, but it's been sort of the a repeat of months gone by that our strikers just don't get the service that any half decent striker needs. Tom, no, I agree. Yeah, if you're not breaking down Gillingham, you've you've got problems. I know they put like you know all the men behind the ball like they possibly could, but team with you know forty million pound players should be breaking them down without too much problems to be honest and we just didn't um, that, front, that front three last night uh Geddes, Diego Costa and Daniel Podens we had I think it was twenty twenty three shots uh during the game may have been more at the end of ninety minutes but we just didn't test the keeper at all did we uh Jeffo? No and and I think a lot of the problems that we saw under Bruno Large are probably still still there and I think we still got a hangover of his managerial reign with breaking teams down, with being too slow, and um, our speed and build-up has been laboured again. And I think 
it just shows that there's the scale of the task that Yulin Lopetegui's got to turn it around for for a team who you know are struggling for confidence and struggling to play progressive football and are trying to get off the bottom of the table. Uh, obviously, you weren't punished, Michael, uh, like us having to go and watch that game last night. But um, what's your sort of thoughts on Wolves generally over the last sort of twelve months? Uh, to be honest with you, I haven't. I don't know that much about the last twelve months. I haven't uh, been taking that much notice of Wolves. I've been too busy trying to concentrate on Everton. Was staying up, obviously, last year was a big, uh, big relief. But I think we're both similar, aren't we? I don't think that a uh, table. I don't think we should be where we are on the table. Um, a couple of wins and we move up, so we'll see. Obviously, you've just lost your manager and that. So, obviously, Everton went out in the last round to to Bournemouth. Bournemouth got knocked out by Newcastle. Um, Wolves are in the quarterfinals of the the Carabao Cup. Tom, uh, Man City play Liverpool tomorrow night. That's another one of the big teams out. How how far can you see us going based on last night's performance? <laughs> Oh, mate, I'm booking my tickets for Wembley, mate. It's, it's <laughs> in the stars, yeah. It's going to happen. Arches, the arches are in the distance. Aren't yeah, I think so. I, I, as long as we get a favourable draw, I think the semi-finals are, are, are reasonable. Reasonable, um, you know, some, where we can do it. But I, I don't see why not. I mean, getting all the way to a final, even with the teams that are still there, there, most of the teams we went through last night are all Premier League. So it's all going to be, a, you know, a matter of what team they put out. And how seriously they want to take it, and I think that's where it depends on how we do getting back into this season. If we're still struggling, Ulen might have to put a weaker team out just to focus on league results. But as I say a lot of it depends on how we start this weekend against Everton. If we get a favourable result, or we can see the the tide starting to change a little bit, and then maybe we can focus on trying to get some silverware as well because that'd be that'd be fantastic. Since we've not had a long time. Uh, we've got Stu J4Z in the comments section. Um, the attacking players at this club are not even championship playoff level. January can't come soon enough. Obviously, Everton lost Richarlison in the summer. Calvert-Lewin's been sort of suffering with injuries. Um, what's, are you seeing any sort of possible movement from Everton in, in January in regards to incomings in the attacking areas? We definitely need a striker similar to yourselves who's struggling massively Yeah. Uh... Good play up until the final third, and then we just haven't got a goal scorer. Carvin Lewis can't keep himself fit. Um, Malpay, he's, he's done okay, he's done a, scored a couple of goals, but I don't think we need a full out and out striker. Similar to yourself, but I, don't, I haven't got a clue who we're going to get. Um, even though we're, I'm back working at the club, I've been for four years now, but we don't get to know anything. <laughs> Raul Jimenez um, bagged from the spot last night, Tom. Um, he looked more lively. More livelier than what Diego Costa did in that first 70, 75 minutes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the the front three that started were god awful, to be honest. Pedence and uh, Guedes was just it, they were just terrible. Um, it's really frustrating because Guedes looked like he turned a bit of a corner, but um, he, he didn't look bothered last night. I mean, it, I don't know if it's we we keep saying he's, he's better playing behind the striker. He was pushed out wide again, and he was just he was terrible. And then Pedence. I can't believe he stayed on the pitch for as long as he did. He, I, I can't remember him completing a, a pass of any of any note. Um, he was he, like fans were clamouring for him to be in that number ten role. He was putting that number ten role in the second half, and he was even worse. He couldn't even, you know, as I say, break down, break down a Gillingham back line. So I think he's his times up. I think almost, you know, I think he's he, he can't be a starter for us anymore. He just doesn't. He's just not consistent enough. He'll have one good game in every three, and it's it's just not 
it's not what we need. We need consistency now. But yeah, Raul, Raul and, and Huang, to be fair, I thought they made a difference when they came on. It's nice to see him looking sharp, to be fair. Huang has definitely made a difference since, um, well, he made a big difference for South Korea in the World Cup, obviously scoring the goal that got them through the group stage. But he has come back in the two um, two fixtures that we had in Marbella and he has looked very lively. He looks fit for once for, to me and, and he made a big difference. He set up the second goal last night for Ryan out Norwich, FR. Yeah, he, he, he come on, he brought energy to the team and, and you know what you're going to get when when Huang plays? You know you're going to get somebody who can run with the ball. You know, he's progressive in his movement. He he, he, he gets into the channel and he's, he's running at defenders, which is something that we weren't doing last night. And like you said, Tom, we were trying to pass the the ball through a brick wall and he couldn't. they couldn't do it. They couldn't break him down. And Huang, as you've seen over the last few months, done great for Korea and, and the, the documentary that came out about him you can really see that he's adapting to life in the UK with the fact that he's learning English and it's improving and, and he's, he's feeling to, he's feeling like he's part of the club a little bit more now, which is good. And it's because it's, it's always hard for anyone to come over from like Germany or something like that and, and, and not know the language. And, you know, he's the only only Korean lad there as well. So it must, it's, it's got to be different, difficult for him to integrate, but it's nice to see that he's, he's part of the team and he's starting to get an upturn in his performance which is hopefully going to result in more goals and more assists, what, was, what we saw last night for the uh, Aitnuri goal. So obviously you can see on the screen there, Jimenez scoring from the penalty spot and Ryan Aitnuri making it 2-0. Based on the fact that we've got Everton away on, on Saturday, Tom, at uh, 3 o'clock, Everton's sort of lacking uh, in, in the goal threat areas similar to us. Would you start Jimenez over Diego Costa? Or I am seeing a sort of a clamour for both of them to start and maybe changing the formation in some way. Um, I don't think I'll start both of them. Um, not for me. Although they did have a couple of nice link-ups yesterday. If you're going to put two up front, I'd I'd be putting so I'd probably try and Guedes behind behind maybe Raul, um, or um, or Ho Huang potentially. Um, you know behind Raul, but I think I probably would edge towards Raul actually, just purely based on last night. Um, even if he's got you know 45 minutes and if he's not working, you could you can hook him for Costa, but um. Costa doesn't look, he hasn't looked like scoring since he's joined us, has he really had that heart he had that really good chance against Palace and that's about it. Um puts himself about a bit of a bully, but it doesn't look like he's gonna be scoring the goals that we're gonna need. So I'd edge probably towards Raul. He, he just looks massively off the pace, doesn't he? Diego Costa, he, he looks like he, he, he's starting to look his age, but the fact that he had so much time out when he was playing in Brazil to play in his first competitive game for us, he it just looks like it's finally caught up with him. Um there was there was time last night where he, he, he struggled to get into a sprint. I mean, and, and you're not yeah. talking to like, I mean, I can't even think of like a fast centre back in in the Premier League off the top of my head, like a proper rapid one, like you know, like Carl Walker rapid. Yeah. Gillingham did not have a player half Carl Walker's pace <laughs> last night. Diego Costa was not causing them any troubles. So when we had sort of Diego Costa playing centre forward, and we had Paulins and Guedes, who I don't think put a good ball in the box all night. Yeah. Uh, Nelson Samadio's crossing was. Was just terrible. I don't, I don't know how Nelson Samado has become this bad of a footballer. It's it's, it's mind boggling. Um, one of the players that I'll be missing on Saturday um, branch is uh, Connor Cody. Yeah, big um, Still a massive um, love for the guy. He's yeah. going to be a big blow for you because he's just he's solid solid footballer, but he just brings everything together. He's like he's the glue, isn't he? Well, without a doubt, the, the change he's brought to our squad and our team has uh, been amazing. Uh, be a massive miss for us. Uh, scored the winner obviously against us last year, didn't he? For us, 
Ya, Poliada. Wah, Poliada. Yeah. Uh, but we miss him. We will miss him. But you can just see the leadership on him from day one. You just knew he was a leader and got everyone going. Gets that back line sorted. Uh, but we're, we're not bad at the back. We're quite solid, to be honest with you. Uh, and we we hopefully God Godfrey will come back in or maybe Hallgate. So we'll be okay at the back. It's just going forward where we struggle. Yeah, obviously, Talk Tarkowski was a, a good signing for you in the summer. Was it yeah. free transfer? Was it that? Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's been amazing as well. I think he's got like twice as many blocks than anyone else in the Premiership. He just throws himself in front of everything. Them two are just solid. Uh, well, we'll be okay at the back on Saturday. What um, have Everton played many fixtures in during the break? Um, I think they went away to Australia. I think we won a cup in Australia, but I think that was on pens. And then, as I say, we had a behind closed door game today against Villa, which we won 2-0, uh, Gordon and Malpai. So um, Gordon needed a little break, so I'm glad the World Cup come for him at the time. So hopefully he'll be back to his best. Yeah, obviously Anthony Gordon's probably going to be like your your main threat, isn't he, in the, in the attacking areas. Obviously got linked to Chelsea in the summer, but there's talks of a new contract for him. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's, he's, he got dropped the last few games before the uh, break. He's formed really uh, depth. So we'll see see what Gordon turns up. But he's a great player on his day, you know what I mean? He's unplayable. But just needs to get back to the way he was last year. Uh, young Joe Hodge started uh, last night, Tom. Uh, what, what did you make of his performance? Do you think he's a possibility to start again on Saturday? Um, I sort of hope not, really. He was all right. He was fine. He was only worse than the rest of them. Um, but... Yeah, I, th- I think for me, I, I, I want Nunes back in there. I think again, he was one that sort of made a difference. And uh, again, it's really unfortunate. I just, I just think again, Martino is just—he's just really, really not the player he was. And I, I think he, he, as much as I love him, he, he can't be starting games consistently for us anymore. He just doesn't doesn't offer enough. I mean, he's not even taking our set pieces anymore. So um, he really is offering very little. He can't get you know. There's no goals in him either. So I want to see Nunes back in. I think. Um, Bubakar Traore is 50-50, isn't it? But if I had the choice, we're playing three. Those are the three I'd play. I'd play Traore, Neves and, and Nunes for me. Yeah, Bubakar Traore has got an apparent groin issue, which puts him in a, a doubt for Saturday. Johnny Otto may be in the squad, but even with how bad Samado has been, Jeff, I wouldn't be sort of clamouring for Johnny to be starting, would you? No, it's it's one of those. It's... it's the... A bit stuck between a rock and a hard place with the right backs at the moment. Neither of them are in any good form, and um, I th- Johnny just doesn't seem like the same player since since this was well, his second ACL injury, wasn't it? So it's it's hard to come back after one and and be the same as effective player as as you were, but to have two 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 of the same injury um, in such a short period of time after you recovering from your first, it's it's, it's difficult. Um, I don't think there's many many uh, the players who. Who, who were injured, who, who weren't involved last last night? I think I think the only one I'd be looking at is Bubakar, like you said, Tom. I think he's the only one who, who could make the difference, and it's it's just whether he comes through that fifty fifty period. Um, that's that's the that's the problem with I think with where the squad is at the moment. I think we haven't got enough players, and I think this has been the problem for the last couple of years is we ain't got the players to bring in who can change the game, and. Having building that squad and have, have building quality over quantity has always been a problem, but now that they know where we are in the table, 
people people are going to be um, looking to overcharge us potentially, like what's happened with the transfer that hopefully will go through in the next couple of days with, with Cunha. Yeah, it does seem a big big transfer fee that's being discussed. Uh, Tom, forty million. Is it for, I don't know whether it's 40 million euro or 40 million pound either way, regards to the currency, does seem a lot of money for a striker that's statistically not very prolific. Yeah, I think we've overpaid, but I think we were always going to, weren't we? I think teams know that we're, we're in desperate states now, so I think we've almost got to suck it up and, and do it. I, it. It did surprise me that it, it's it's a, it's an obligation, and, and particularly that it goes through even if, if we were to get relegated, which just seems bizarre that we'd be spending 40 million on a player you know in between you know <laughs> relegation um however i do think that that's um you know uncle george will help us out on, on the sale on that one i think he'll be in and then straight out you know a phobie style i think if uh if we were to go down but i think i think there's cause to be optimistic i know stats aren't who say stats you know if you look actually into his stats he didn't he's barely started any games he hasn't started one game this season i know he hasn't scored but I think he's at the started less than the equivalent of what four games would be basically. So I think he's played about three hundred and ninety minutes, something like that. I think last season he didn't start that much either. Um, I don't know if he's the goal scorer that maybe we, we need. I've got a half a feeling that I might still try and get another centre forward in, and he could play off the centre forward. But again, time will tell. If if Lopetegui wants him, I'm all for it. Are you aware uh, much of Matthias Kuna Branchy? No. Not really. No, I mean, Atletico Madrid struck. I mean, you, you can't be a mug, can you, if you've made it to Atletico Madrid, but when you've got players like Jao Felix who can't even start games, who's who's ahead of you in the pecking order, what yeah. what, what chance have you got? We've say £40 million. Pay. We've, we've, we've been had, had over a barrel, haven't we, Jeff? With that, that transfer fee, but like Tom said, bottom of the league, one of the lowest scorers in the English pyramid, never mind the, the Premier League. Um, we had to, we, we've got to buy a striker, haven't we? It's true. It's 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 a lot, hell of a lot of money. I'm just hoping it's the Raul Jimenez situation again and where, where we've bought a striker who has a below average scoring record and comes in and absolutely dominates the league. Um, that's what we've really got to hope for. I, I think, like we're saying, Tom is saying as well about Spending a lot of money, we're definitely in the same situation as Newcastle were last 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 winter, and they they had to spend what forty five million on Bruno Guimaraes, and that's sort of that if the figure. That's the figures that we've got to talk talk to spend to stay in the league. Then that's what we've got to do. And I think I think Stu is talking about it um, in the group chat about um, the years of, of frivolous Fosun, or was it you, Dan, about frivolous Fosun? And, and now you're all for. Um, letting the handbrake off and spending spending money if it means we stay in the league, and I think that's that's where we are. I think we can't afford to get relegated. It, it would it would ruin the whole project, and and the amount of players that would leave would put us back four or five years, and we wouldn't be able to come. I don't think we bent straight back. Based on what you mentioned a moment ago about being in the same position as Newcastle, out of, out of the teams around us, who? Potentially out there, should we be trying to poach like Newcastle did with sort of Dan Byrne and Matt Target? And is there anyone else in the Premier League that you think we should be getting, Branchy? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, we're in the same boat as you. We, we we're not scoring any goals. We need we need a striker desperately. So, do you've got any ideas? Let us know. 
Yeah, you got Neil Morpoy in the summer, didn't you? I think he's yeah, he's, he's a good high pressure striker, but he's just not prolific, is he? he gets in no. the right areas. Uh, uh, the, the one moment that I remember him for Everton this season, he had a massive chance against Liverpool, didn't he? Which Allison made a good save from. But I don't. Is he actually scored in the league for Everton yet? Yeah, he scored one. Uh, the winner against uh, was it? I scored the winner against someone. Uh, Liverpool scored the winner against someone. Decent finish, to be fair. Great goal, but. He's just not getting the chances. He doesn't get the service, to be fair. Um, he needs someone else up there with him. Without sort of going down the old cliche about, you know, the the most football games are the one, you know, the battle of the midfield. Obviously, it, it a guy came back in, in the summer also. Yeah. I assume he'll be fit on Saturday. Him coming up against Ruben never should be a, a tasty battle. Yeah, that'd be really good. He's made a big difference in the middle for us, to be fair. Uh, he was a crowd favourite before he went to PSG. Now he's come back. Um, yeah, I don't know whether uh, who else have we got in the middle there who was injured might be coming back. I'm not gonna know, no, uh, but yeah, it'd be a good little battle in there because obviously Nunes is a player, isn't he? That's it, yeah. Matthias Nunes, Ruben Nevers on the back of the World okay. Cup. Don't think he ever had the World Cup that they wanted. There was one comment in the WhatsApp group that Ruben Nevers lost about 20 million pounds worth of his transfer value on the back of that World Cup, so. <laughs> He needs to put in a captain's performance again on Saturday because it's it's, it's a must-win, isn't it, Tom? Everton beat us on Saturday. They're, they're seven points ahead of us. We, we win with one point behind. Probably may take us off the bottom of the league if we was to get a win on Saturday. So, Saturday's huge, isn't it? It's huge. Oh, must-win. Definitely can't lose it. I don't think we can lose it. I think it just get going into January, you know, seven points. The drift just isn't, isn't an option, really. Um, I'd, would I take a draw? Maybe. Um, I track a draw with decent performance, maybe, but um, yeah, I agree. We can't afford to lose it. What's the general mindset around Everton branch? I know you you do a bit of work for the club, like in sort of uh, in the community sort of thing. What's what's the mindset around the club? What's the feeling towards Lampard? Is is he still got a lot of confidence from the fans on the back of last season? Or is, is, yeah, is, so is I worked I worked full time at the club uh, in the community. I've done now for as I said four years. Uh, but no, he's still got the fans. The fans, yeah, the fans still love him. The majority, anyway. Uh, I like him. I think give him time. We've went through that many managers in the last few years. We just need to give someone time. Uh, staying up last year was a big bonus. We thought we'd kick on this year. It hasn't, it hasn't quite happened, but give him time. We'll be okay. When you're drinking a frozen beverage from McDonald's, your brain may not like how refreshingly cold it is, but the rest of your body, oh yes, it's going to relish every moment of it because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get all the chill you need for just $1.69 from any size frozen drink like a frozen Fanta Blue Raspberry to a new ice cold lemonade. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Okay. I mean, no one's on the fact that you sold Richarlison, they haven't really backed him massively, have they? No. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't he had one transfer window, didn't he? Begin the season. Given this one, let's hope he gets a bit more money. Every other manager's had money thrown at him, but he can seem to be getting it at the minute. Yeah, a lot of chickens have come on to roost, haven't they, with the poor recruitment over the years at Everton? Yeah, it would massively. be it would be as as disastrous for you guys if you was to get relegated like us. We'd obviously be that new stadium being built by the docks. Oh yeah, that's amazing. So we've got one more season there after this at Goodison. So we can't have our last season there in the championship. <laughs> it's a nightmare. 
with disasters. Imagine starting like your first like season in the championship at your new stadium with no like no soul yeah. to it. That'd be horrible, wouldn't it? Yeah. I, I've said it numerous times. I, I genuinely fear for Wolves if we get relegated this season that we could go back to back because of the toxicity that usually follows Wolves when we we start getting into a bad run of form. Yeah. What, what, do you do you feel we're we're, we're prop? How out of ten, Jeffo? How confident are you? Are how yeah. confident are you that we're going to stay up this season? Well, to be fair, I'm probably still around about seven because I, I really do trust Julian Lopetegui. But that that could wildly change depending on what we do in the January transfer window. You know, if we if we don't bring in the quality that we need to improve, what after uh, we saw last night, and we don't see the change in results and the, the change in performance over the next couple of games, then that that seven's going to drop real quick to like a three or a four. <laughs> Ian Darby in the comments section. We played Monday, lads. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just <laughs> saddest for the football, eh? But yeah, Ian's right. Boxing Day on Monday, 3pm. Uh, Everton versus Wolves. Yeah. We've just discussed about the uh, the imminent arrival of um, Matthias Kuna, initially on loan with an obligation. Michael, you know all about hitting the ground, running at Wolves, signing <laughs> on loan. Colin Lee got you sort of the early noughties. Um Scoring, yeah. I think it was four, four in nine on your loan spell, two on your own debut against Man City. Yeah, do you remember? Do you remember how the deal came about? How uh, Colin Lee obviously brought you in. You did yeah, I mean, a favourite Everton, but do you remember the talks and then visiting Molyneux for the first time? Um, what do you think about it? Uh, I remember falling out. It was Walter Smith, the Everton manager, and we had a falling out, or I just fell out of favour. Um, and I, I knew Wolves were quite interested and I spoke to Conley and I, I really liked them. Went down to Wolves, seeing it, obviously. Loved it and then obviously hit the ground running, like you said. Couldn't have asked for a better debut. I think I had a chance for me hat-trick as well. I remember Baisley whipping one across and I just couldn't get on the end of it. That would have been perfect. Live on Sky as well, Friday night. See, I, I did listen to your, um, your episode on the 10th point podcast which was oh, yeah. really enjoyable and, and there's a good story um any of the viewers out there go and listen to this podcast but tell us about how kevin muscat was your best man at wolves oh yeah was he was like my best mate on the pitch he's an animal isn't he oh, he's crazy but, oh, branchy oh. calling him an animal is modest <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's 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 something out of a different world he's like an he's an evil movie character isn't he on the football yeah. pitch Remember the word challenge he done against his mates from Australia who played for Birmingham? Oh, was it Stan Lazaridis? Yeah, but he stood like <laughs> on his back. He was his mate. Yeah. Um, I was uh, I was just breaking through at Everton, and uh, I think I was seventeen, and uh, Muzzy had just come over from Australia and was he was on loan or a one year contract at Crystal Palace, and I was getting talked about as being the next big thing in the Premiership because I was the youngest to play in there. So he said to he said I said to myself, "There's this lad, a young kid playing for Everton. I'm going to make a name for myself. I'm going to break his leg." And he said, "It was you, but I couldn't get close enough to you to break your leg." It's like what the hell? <laughs> He's just not right in the head. But so, off the pitch, absolutely a great guy to be around. Oh, nicest fella. I didn't do anything for you, but just like just once he steps on that pitch, just switches, and he could do this thing. He could whistle, but it sounded like the referee's whistle. So sometimes people would be running and I'd stop and he'd go, carry on. Because I was like, what's going on? When I was playing right wing and he was on right back. But yeah, he's uh, true to his word. I mean, a few times he's got in it with players and he said, what, what happens next time we play? And next time we play, 
the lad gets to stretch it off. Just like, thank God he's my mate. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No. Obviously, he's a he's a cult hero at Molyneux, isn't he, yeah. Jeffo? Oh, I I loved watching Kevin Musket play. Yeah. There's not many games where you know, like you say, he he, he was full but bloody challenges. Yeah. Everything was left on that pitch, and yeah, yeah. it's 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 you don't get footballers like that anymore. And and to look back, and it's yeah. great in it to to go back and think about these players. I told my son to go and watch the clips of him on YouTube, and he was like, "No way, Dad! How could he get away with that?" You'd have, have a lifetime ban there with VAR. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, what else do you remember from your time at Wolves, Branch? You obviously you played with some big characters. Keith Curl uh, was captain around the time, I think. I think you played Steve Sedgley. Steve Sedgley was in midfield, and apparently he was just a nightmare in the, in, in, on the training ground for antics and pranks. Oh, listen, I was I was I think I was twenty when I signed all that. So and I'm quite quiet. So said just writes on me because I'm quiet. So he's trying to embarrass me and all that. And I remember one time there was all bats next to each other in the old mall and you changing rooms. So I'm in one bath after the game, he's in the next one. And then he's going there, he's just talking to me and he's gone, Have you got a light? And I've gone, What? And he's and he's got he's just got a cigar there asking for a light. I'm like, what is going on? Room with Keith Gale first time. He's cracked open like some beers and smoking before the game the night before. I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> like, old school, you know what I mean? Proper old school. I've heard stories well, about like, him. the fittest man in the, in the uh, him and Muscat were the fittest on the team. But I was like, what's going on here? Probably just too. Too twisted in the head to realise them tired, maybe. I don't know what it is. I, I heard a story about Steve Sedgley eating urinal cakes and shitting in the bath. I, yeah. I heard he was a complete wrong one. Uh, wrong one. Yeah. Steve Sedgley. Wrong one. Wrong one. Um, I, I did do a sort of in, informal quiz. You love my quizzes, don't you, Jeffo? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just going to play one video here. Michael Branch, his last goal. Finding the gaps there. Very well equipped. Branch! Wolves level with a lovely ball inside, right inning, and a wonderful finish by Branch. Perfectly into the corner. Younger there, Branch. No, <laughs> back in the day, I'm bigger than shit. That was your last goal at Molyneux, and that was February 2001. I'm going to ask Jeff Owen Tom who was his strike partner that day? 2001. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, 2000, 2001 season. Two thousand. Like, oh, is it someone terrible like Robert Taylor? Someone like. He was terrible, but that's not the correct answer, Jeffo. I, I'm going to get it mildly wrong, so I always get my years mixed up. So I guess I guess somebody like Court. Nah, a bit yeah. after that. Michael, do you remember? No. <laughs> see, proud, see proud there then and celebrating, but he wasn't really straight part of them. Yeah, he was Adam Proudlock that day. Was he? Yeah. Okay. yeah. One yeah. all draw. I'm to Gillingham, February 2001. I'm Adam Proudlock and yourself up front. Didn't he do uh, well? He did well at first, didn't he, Proudy? Yeah, obviously, he came through the academy, ended up being a Tramia legend. Yeah. <laughs> um, we already mentioned your two goals against Man City. Wolves won 4 1 that day. But who scored the other two goals? Tom? Jeez. Oh, you came to me oh. first last time. 
I was going to say Stegball and get the years wrong again. Give me the year. Give me the year. I think it would have been the same. So it would have been... 99. 99. 2000, yeah. 99 strikers. Somebody mad like Cedric Roussel. Yeah. He's a bit late, I think. Is it someone like... Pasalainen, someone terrible again. No. That's some bad strikers. Think of a beast of a striker. In regards to oh, Adi Akinbai, Adi Akinbai got the first. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And we've, already spoke, we've already spoken about him. Kevin Muscat got the second. Did he? Uh... Yeah. Nice. Michael obviously got the uh, the other two that day. Adi uh, was a, Adi was a great fella though. Yeah, I heard he was quite a nice bloke away from away from the he sort of his his mind switched as soon as he crossed the white line, didn't yeah. it? I'd get changed next to him. He'd get the team sheet and he'd go to me. Who do you want me to get today? Like anyone, that anyone. It, it was, it was, it was sad to see how his career sort of faltered after yeah. leaving Wolves because it, it was, it was amazing for Wolves. He was unplayable yeah. at times. Yeah, it was great. I remember the three of us playing up front one time. We played a three against uh, West Brom. It was Nadar, Adi, of me, and it was like, wow. I wanted to ask you about George and Dar, Michael, because obviously you, you saw him before he had his his, his leg break. How, how good was George and Dar for you? Yeah, he was really good. You know, he was brilliant. It was a shame what happened to him. He's never the player again. And, who who uh, would have won in the race between you and George, Mike? Me. Was it was it, were you that rapid compared to George <laughs> yeah. and Dar? Yeah. No, I'm not joking. I don't know. Um, it would have been close, but he was another like lovely fellow. Yeah. yeah, always. Obviously, got a bit of sentimental uh, value with uh, Wolves, Michael. You, you had your one England under twenty-one cap at Molyneux against okay. Poland. Was it at Molyneux? Uh, well, according to Transfer Market in Wikipedia, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you 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 replaced Emil Heskey that day. He finished nil-nil. Nil-nil, but yeah. I'm, I'm going to ask you. I'm not sure whether you'll know this. I'm going to ask all three of you. Which former Wolves player played right wing for England that game? And I'm talking 1996 here, Jeff. Was the that was the England 21 game, but he played for Wolves about six years after. So, say 2001 to 2006. Sean Newton. Sean Newton. Hey, look, I've got I've got something for the first time in my life. I had to give you like a good year path. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that's it. I'm clipping that. That's going straight. I'm tagging that on every social. That's the first time I've ever got a question right on a quiz. Let's go. We had the uh, the obvious Twitter corner question, which I know you answered on the 10th point podcast, Mike. Uh, the goal against Nottingham Forest is on the screen for the viewers here. Look at that line up there. Michael Oggs, Muscat, Curl, Pole, Naylor, Baisley, Emblem, Sedgley, Sinton, and up front we've had the Akin Boye. Um, what do you remember about this goal? That's just about to show on the screen. <laughs> the question was, what did Dave Besant say to you? I can't remember. I was just off running. Lee Naylor got absolutely soiled by Matthew Louis John. The ball gets uh, played through to Dave Bezant. He absolutely shanks one out towards the throwing. Michael <laughs> conveniently doesn't realise he's trying to kick it out and absolutely slots it past the big man to make it. Uh, I think it may have been freed a little time. There was a yeah, bit of need in the game up. that day. Akin Boy got sent off. Yeah, Darren yeah. Bayes scored a wonder goal with his left foot. But a uh, great finish. Yeah, it was. Kick it out to play next time. Let's see. <laughs> play to the whistle. Through one goal. 
slotted in front of the North Bank. Day yeah, I, I remember we had to go and play them away at their place then that season or the next season. Oh, the abuse I got there. It's a nightmare. <laughs> oh, I was dreading it all season. This sickly in my stomach and then um, it went well though. Do you, do you think it affected you that when you when you went there the next season? Do you think that affected your game at all, or is it something you just you just brush off as a professional footballer? I think um, I played in two derbies, so Liverpool, Everton, mm. so it was wasn't going to be any worse than that. But that week leading up to it, it was a nice feeling knowing I didn't get much sleep knowing what I was going to get when I got there. But everyone rallied around me, all the team, and then the manager was sad. But uh, yeah, it's one of those things. Got to get on with it. What what do you remember during your, your last season at Wolves? Obviously, you had a, a falling out with Dave Jones, you mentioned on the other podcast. Yeah, yeah, we just fell out. I don't know what we fell out over. So his first season, when he come through the season, I got played the year that year. And then he was talking about a new contract. But I'd moved on out to sort of the right of a three. So I'm on holiday. And then I see that we've just signed Sean Newton for like seven million or something or whatever much it was. So he's gonna he's taking my place and I just he just fell out after that sort of thing. And, um surprised because he's a scouser as well. And um he got me training on my own. I probably didn't help myself with my attitude uh towards him. And just one of those that was left in the doldrums the right away. Do you remember much of that last season? Because obviously Wolves had a massive collapse, which we don't like to talk about much on, on this channel. Obviously, West Brom beat us to promotion that season, I think. But um, I think Kevin Muscat got sent off against Grimsby at home. Um, yeah. And we, we completely collapsed. Do you remember much of the, the dressing room vibe at the time? Because we were we were top of the league for a good... No, I don't remember. Because I, I wouldn't have been involved in it that much. I went on loan to Redden, I think, for a bit. Um and then obviously I wasn't in the first team squad, but I was training with the reserves. Uh, would have been Lescott in that playing then, wouldn't it? Yeah. Obviously, Jolly Lescott went on to join Everton later on in his career. How how good was he at Wolves for you? And did did you realise he was going to go on to that sort of high play for England and whatnot? Yeah, he was really good. I mean, uh, when he first came in, uh, what was the coach called? Teddy Connor, is it? Yeah. So Teddy Connor had me and him. He'd have one be working with Joe all the time, and every day after training, he'd have me doing one on ones with him, like every day. And he just got better and better, like from month to month. I just knew he was going to be good. Apart from sort of um, Adam Proudlock and uh, Adiakin Boy, what do you remember your other strike partners at the time? Was sort of was Havard Flow there when you first joined? It was, but it, I don't think I ever played with him that much. Uh, must have been injured, but he was a big unit, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And did you get a French striker in as well? I think you just mentioned Cedric Roussel, didn't you, Jeff? Yeah, but Belgian lad, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Belgian, so yeah. Yeah, he don't do a lot though for, no. for Wolves, but um yeah, I think we went through a period of signing a lot of players around that one million pound mark for strikers yeah. during that time and, and it, it it was difficult because say a lot of the guys who who, who we bought. I hadn't really played a lot of English football in England before yeah. and, and adapting to hard, didn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, I can't remember because I never really had a main one. It was me and Addy when I first started. We had a good uh, a good connection, but from then it was just chopping and changing all the time. You, you mentioned to me earlier on that you had your Christmas party earlier. Do you remember any of your Christmas parties at Wolves? <laughs> uh, 
I remember we went on them. I can't remember much about them. Trying to have a good party, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Tom, Jeff, have you got any questions for Branchy before we finish? Uh, mine was the forest one. Yeah. yeah. Everyone asked me that one. Yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 okay, a weird, weird one. So which, which um, part of your career would you say is your, your best memory? Oh, good question. Um, obviously, the beginning of Everton, making me debut and Old Trafford and that. Uh, being a uh, being a boyhood Evertonian was that, that 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 was huge for you, wasn't it? Yeah, of course. I've been at the club since I was like eight, and then uh, made me debut, uh, and now I'm back there again. I've got a meeting with our CEO tomorrow about a new role, so hopefully that'll go well. Uh, that's why also I had to get home early, go make some fresh for tomorrow. <laughs> uh, and then, but and me beginning at Wolves, I really enjoyed it because I'd gone from being in a city like Liverpool, like you just can't get away from football, and being this young kid who was supposed to be doing all this, and then it didn't work out. And it was just like a fresh start, and I could get away from all the fishbowl that is Liverpool. And obviously, I hit the ground running straight away at Wolves with the two goals, so the crowd got right behind me. I, I enjoyed it. I will probably say that bit in that first year at Wolves. Did you... How, how highly did you rate the Molyneux atmosphere? That that sort of Friday night against Man City must have been rocking. Yeah, Friday night games are always good, isn't it? I remember coming back and playing against Wolves for Chester. Uh, Lescott was marking me then, actually. But uh, I used to love playing under the lights. And, uh, whenever I hear that song, I still get the butterfly feelings. Yeah, air stand up on my arms. But what we going out to? You, you oh, talked I about playing in Liverpool at yeah. Everton derbies. What what were your thoughts on the Wolves Albion derby? Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't realise how big they were until I got here. Uh, I remember I was beating them three 0 once. I think it was a Sunday game on Sky or something, and uh, that was amazing. The atmosphere then, brilliant. I played that's up, Ludo, Ludo Pollard, didn't it? Is it Ludo's goal? Like on a thing? Been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was as well. He used to put his head on anything. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was a legend. Yeah, he, he, he played more games with his head bandaged than without. <laughs> that sounds like Ludo. He was like that in training as well. I used to keep away from him. Yeah, he, he was on another podcast the other the other week, and his English was like terrible. They had to have a translator in it. But do you remember him speaking much English at the time? I think he, he just spoke whenever he wanted to. We just pretended he didn't speak, so we didn't have to speak to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put you all on the spot here, the, the, the worst part of the show, and especially going to be bad for you, Michael, because you're one of Wolves' uh, YouTube channel, and yeah. I know you aren't going to give us the answer you want, but score <laughs> predictions for Monday, Boxing Day, 3 o'clock. Tom, Everton Wolves? Um, one all. Jeffo? Two, uh, two, two all. Was it, uh, we're scoring two. You're serious. <laughs> so I've had a drink tonight. Michael, <laughs> <laughs> uh, with your uh, talk tomorrow with the Everton CEO, what's your score prediction for Everton Wolves? It's got to be 2 0 Everton. Sorry, boys. Branches going 2 0 Everton. I'm going to go with 2 0 Wolves. I think the tide <laughs> starts to turn on Monday. And I fancy Jimenez to bag again because he loves scoring against Everton. I think it might be six in his last six against yeah. Everton now. So hopefully we can both get back. Well, uh, we can get back to winning ways. Worst case scenario, we, we come away with a draw because of defeat. 
would absolutely ruin my boxing day. And I reckon I'm probably going to be on Gower from Christmas Day anyway. He's coming up for the game. I'll be there, yeah. yeah. I'll be there, uh, travelling up at nine o'clock in the morning. So we've got time for a few drinks if you're about. I am um, tomorrow. Drop us a little message. Will do. Uh, thanks for coming on, Branchy. Obviously, no appreciate your time at Wolves. We'll always remember that the goals against Man City and definitely everyone will always remember that goal against Nottingham Forest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks to Tom and Jeff for joining us tonight on the Wolves Fancast. This episode was brought to you by 90min.com and Pixel Yeti Media. We'll be back on Tuesday with uh, another podcast reviewing the Everton Wolves game where hopefully we've got the win. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Christmas. If I don't see you, have a happy new year. <laughs>